What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, November 23rd, 2020. Thank you for tuning in today. I will be doing the show with a heavy heart today. And this first segment, part of the first segment, I'll be paying tribute to a friend of mine who passed away yesterday. I know people come on this podcast to hear me talk about baseball. I know people get angry when I don't talk about baseball, but this is really the only outlet I have right now to discuss this. I, I post a video about it on Twitter, but uh, and it's a, it's a sad sign of, of how bad things are in this world that I, I have 17,000 people who follow me on Twitter. I have a social media platform, but I know even if I posted a video that paid tribute to my dead friend, uh, people would mock it. And I don't, I don't want to deal with that right now. I don't want him to have to deal with that right now. So I'm going to be talking in this first segment about a friend of mine who passed away yesterday. And if that doesn't interest you, um, maybe just don't listen today. But it's November 23rd. There's no games going on. There's not a whole lot of news. Even if there was, you make time for your friend. You make time for someone who impacted your life. Period. End of story. My friend Mike Paselio passed away yesterday following a traumatic brain injury that he suffered earlier last week. I met Mike when I was interning at 92.1 FM, the local radio station in Lansing, Michigan, under the tutelage of the great Jack Ebling. We met in 2015. He moved to Texas, I believe, kind of in, in around near the end of the summer of 2015, but we kept in touch. He was a genuine, wonderful human being. Like, truly. Like, he was so genuine. He was genuine to a point where you acknowledged how genuine he was even before he passed away. This was no revisionist history. This is the type of guy who, when he wasn't around, you'd be like, man, I really I really like Mike. Mike's just a nice guy. He, he had the kind of zest for life that I would love to have. A guy who seemed like the type of person who woke up every day and was just ready to take on the world. He, he always had a smile on his face. He was always very enthusiastic, loved sports. And I, I liked him a lot, um, but I, I appreciated him even more as a friend in 2016. He had moved to Texas at this point, moved back to Texas at this point. And it, this was the summer where I had just found out that I was on the autism spectrum, which, as I've brought up before, wasn't a huge surprise at the time. Done some research, took some tests, and, and kind of figured it out. But I, I was officially diagnosed with that around 2016 in the summer. And... I was working part-time at a local restaurant, and I just finished my shift, and I'd gotten a call, and the call was from Mike Paselio, and he talked to me about this and his kindness and his guidance and the empathy that he showed me when he found out that I was going through a tough time was something that I still haven't forgotten, and we'd kept in touch off and on since then. We'd remained extremely friendly. And I was absolutely stunned to find out that he had passed away. My heart uh, aches. Uh, Mike was my friend. I, I cared about him. People who knew him cared about him. And every show I do for the remainder of this year will be in dedication uh, to my friend. His family requested that if you wish to make any donations, he would love donations to the Shriners Hospital and the Southwest Transplant Alliance or any transplant organization. Rest in peace, Mike. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your friendship. And thank you for your guidance.
Well, hard to kind of uh, move on from that, but we're going to attempt to do it anyway. Before I get into the little bit of news that we do have to cover, I will say there's going to be three shows this week. There's going to be Monday show, Tuesday show, Wednesday show. Thursday, obviously, is Thanksgiving. Uh, I think company-wide here at Lockdown, everyone's uh, been collectively given the day off. And then I'm going to take Friday off as well. We are asked to do 18, 18 shows this month. I will be doing 18 shows this month. Now, that is the plan for the moment. With that said, if some crazy news breaks, if the Tigers trade for Francisco Lindor or you know decide to make some move or Corey Seager gets traded to the Marlins or something insane like that, I would probably do some sort of emergency show on Friday. But at, for the plan right now, three shows this week. It's the off season. There's not a whole lot going on. It's been a crazy enough time as it is. I'm going to be spending this holiday weekend with my family and with my family alone, not really talking about a whole lot of baseball. I hope you guys can respect and appreciate that. All right, now moving on to the news of the day. There is one story I really wanted to cover today because I do find it pretty fascinating because it involves one of my favorite players in baseball. Nolan Arenado is apparently being considered as possible trade bait. Nolan Arenado, third baseman for the Colorado Rockies. Full disclosure, Nolan Arenado for the last five years or so has been my favorite player in baseball. Last year, that may have changed. Fernando Tatis Jr. may have taken that number one slot, but Nolan Arenado, one of my favorite baseball players of all time, the greatest uh, defensive third baseman I've ever seen, incredible hitter, fierce competitor, great leader. Love watching that guy go to work day in and day out. One of the biggest reasons why he's probably no longer number one on that list is because I barely get a chance to see him play. I mean, the guys, uh, he plays on the West Coast. His team stinks. I, I probably got to watch him play only a pair of times last year in that 60 game season before, you know, I was like, Oh man, I, I, I should, I should start watching Nolan again. I love that dude. And by the time I said that to myself, the season was over and the team had pretty much completely tanked after getting off to that hot start. I'm going to attack this from two different angles. The first one is, is this a possibility for the Tigers? Could the Tigers potentially make a move to trade for Nolan Arenado? It is more realistic that they trade for him than they do trade for Francisco Lindor. Steve Stone, the color commentator for the Chicago White Sox, a few months ago at the trade deadline, sent a tweet that made a lot of sense. He's absolutely correct. In this day and age, you do trade for players still, but more importantly, you trade for contracts. Like, J.D. Martinez was an amazing player. Still a great player. I know he had kind of a rough year last year, but one of the best hitters, one of the best power hitters in all of baseball was not an, was not necessarily an appealing trade piece because he, at the time in 2017 when the Tigers traded him, it was only a half year worth of production that they were going to get out of him. It's the same with Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor, wonderful player, face of a franchise type of player, but right now, if you trade for him, you are guaranteed to only get one year's worth of production. Now, of course, if you're a big market team and you're willing to just dish out the money, you could give them an extension. It's why, like, when the Red Sox, this is the last example I'm going to make here, but when the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, everyone was so mad, and I understood why. The Red Sox were being incredibly cheap in that moment, but the return they got back never bothered me because as wonderful of a player as Mookie is, you trade the contract. They were only going to get one guaranteed year. Now, it looks worse because the Dodgers got him and they immediately extended him and he's going to be playing in LA for the remainder of his career pending some sort of crazy trade. You, you trade for contracts. And Nolan Arenado's contract with several more years of team control remaining 
is an appealing deal. I love Nolan Arenado. He brings a lot to a baseball team. I already brought up his intangibles, smart player. You know, I think that there might have been some division in the Colorado clubhouse there, but I put that more on the team just being bad and him wanting to win. I haven't noticed any issues necessarily with his personality. I'd take that guy on my team uh, 10 days out of 10. Now, if I'm the Tigers and I look at a possible Nolan Arenado trade, am I considering making it? No. The answer to that is no, and let me explain why. And I think that th- my argument here is going to carry some weight because like, it, my my heart would love to see Nolan Arenado be a part of the Detroit Tigers for the next decade, but my head knows it probably wouldn't be a great deal. The Tigers' rebuild has been brutally frustrating. It's been difficult. Watching this team go to work has been truly ugly, but they are committed to it at this point. They have been over the last several years. Whether you agree with the merits of tanking or not, whether you agree with the direction that this thing has gone, they have, in fairness, built up a farm system with a lot of top-heavy talent. I don't think it is a farm system that's as deep as some others in baseball. I don't think it's as deep as, say, the Padres or the Rays or even the Braves, but the top-tier talent that they have is as good as anybody else's top-tier talent. And when you are still in the middle of a rebuild, as much as we would love to see them start to come out of this, you have to stick with that. And that does mean holding on to those top-tier prospects and watching someone like an Arenado potentially pass you by. I'm okay with that. One thing we've learned over the last several years in baseball is that you cannot sacrifice your future for your present when you're in the midst of a rebuild. A prime example of a team that did not abide by those rules and screwed themselves and pushed back their possibility of being successful three, four years was the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates, after 2017, committed to a rebuild. They traded Garrett Cole. They were going to trade a few more players. They had started to develop a, a fairly solid minor league system. There was still some talent at the major league level that you could look at and be like, all right, I could see them making a move to trade this guy away. You had Polanco, you had Marte, you had some legitimate players. As frustrating as that organization is with their inability or unwillingness to spend money, you're like, all right, maybe they, maybe they got something here within the next several years. But in 2018, they had about a two-week period, even arguably even about a month, in which the team started playing really well. And you know what they did? They cut corners, and they made a trade that will go down as one of the dumbest in the history of baseball. They traded Tyler Glass now, Austin Meadows, and Shane Baz for Chris Archer. Chris Archer was already a pitcher who was on the decline. Chris Archer peaked in 2014-2015. The Pirates acquired him. You trade Glass now, Meadows, and Baz. Meadows has turned out to be a complete stud. Glass now, I think, is overrated, but given his stuff, still has a remarkable amount of of upside was, you know, one of the reasons why the Rays made it as deep as they did and why they've been as successful as they have been over the last couple seasons. Shane Baz looks like he's going to turn out to be a solid major league player. And you end up with Chris Archer, who was truly awful. I don't want to see the Tigers make a move like that. Now, do I think that Nolan Arenado would turn out to be Chris Archer bad? No, I don't. But as we've seen with the Los Angeles Angels, even if the Tigers were to trade for Arenado, and even if Arenado were to turn out to be amazing, 
what's it going to do? You're still going to lose 85, 90 games a year. Baseball is not one with individuals. It's one with a team of individuals. Look no further than what's happened in Los Angeles. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. But the reason the Angels haven't made the postseason over the last six years, the reason they haven't won a playoff game since Mike Trout's been there, is not because of Mike Trout. It's because of their inability to surround him with top-tier talent. And it's not like they haven't tried. They've, they've dished out the money for Rendon. They dished out the money for Holtz, but it hasn't really been worth anything. They haven't won a playoff game. They haven't developed starting pitching. If you want to be great over a long period of time, you don't do it through free agency anymore. You don't even do it through trades. You do it by building through your farm system. And if I'm the Detroit Tigers right now, as, as appealing as it may be to want to snag someone like Arenado, you don't do it because you could potentially be sacrificing your future just to kind of get get a, a quick hit of success with Arenado playing here next year. Now, that that's angle number one. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors, Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The second part of this is that the team that's shown interest in Nolan Arenado apparently has been the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that's a move that would make complete sense. Look, dude, I give the Dodgers a lot of credit. Dodgers just won the World Series this year, and you always wonder at every team that wins a World Series, how are they going to respond? Will there be a World Series hangover? And most World Series hangovers begin in the offseason, when a team probably isn't as fierce in the free agent market as some other teams are. You saw it with the Cubs. You saw it with the Nationals last year. You saw it with the Red Sox in 2018. I don't think you're going to be seeing that with the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, are going to get greedy here. They want to win two, three, four more championships. And dude, uh, God bless them. As I've brought up before, the Dodgers are a true juggernaut. And the Dodgers are a team with the money to be able to, to keep someone like Nolan Arenado on their roster with the extension that he was given, I believe, at the end of the 2018, maybe even at the end of the 2019 season, I can't remember, but they wouldn't have to worry about gutting their farm system. They're that deep. That would be a move that would make a lot of sense for them. I don't know if it would make a lot of sense for the Rockies. It would be hard to explain to the fan base why you traded away, if not the best player you've ever had, a top three player that you've ever had to a team in your own division who's already kind of setting the world on fire and has won, what, seven, eight division titles in a row? That would be that would be tough to explain to your fan base. It's something I find interesting because I find Arenado interesting. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I think baseball is better when your fiercest competitors are playing for competitive teams. I would have no problem seeing Arenado on the Dodgers. I think it would be really cool, and especially with the fact that they may be on the verge of losing Justin Turner to free agency. That move, that the potential of trading away even one of your top prospects like a Gavin Lux to secure Arenado for the next four or five years becomes really appealing. It'll be interesting to see what happens. That'll do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at 
Locked on Tigers while you're at it. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a written five-star review of this show. Got a few more recently. I always appreciate that. Uh, means the world. Uh, keep sticking with me. I will be right back here tomorrow for the second of three shows that I will be doing this week. Thanks a lot for sticking with me and supporting me, everybody. As always, it means the world. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.